An exclusive interview with Cliff Simon on GateWorld.net. This is David Reed for GateWorld.net. I'm on the phone with uh, Mr. Cliff Simon, the one, the only ball. Cliff, it is great to have you with us. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. How aware were you of Stargate before becoming Ball? Um, I knew about, well, obviously I knew Richard Dean Anderson through his uh, acting. I always liked him as an actor. I'd never met him. Uh, I grew up watching MacGyver, so, I'd, you know, it was really good to work with him. I knew of the show. I hadn't really seen it uh, before I came out to the United States five years ago. Uh, South Africa used to get it, but uh-huh. very occasionally. We never really got the full season. Uh-huh. So I never really watched it too much. But I love the movie. I love the original movie with Kurt Russell. Great. Um, not a lot of fans know that you were the first ever Mr. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us about that? Sure. That happened in... Uh, South Africa decided to run a competition called Mr. South Africa, which was not a bodybuilding competition. It was more of a... like an action man uh, talent competition. <laughs> and uh, at that time, I was modeling full-time... And uh, I was sort of pushed into entering, saying, no, you've got to enter, you've got to enter, you've got a good chance to win. Because I used to do a lot of extreme kind of stuff, sports and all that kind of right. thing. Right. Um, so I entered, and you sort of go through different phases of the competition. And that was they had one or two competitions before that, which they just called Mr. So-and-so from whatever various areas. And then they decided to do an official Mr. South Africa. And I won it. It was, it was a really good competition. There were some really good guys, uh, sort of the talent part of it. Some guys would dance, some would sing, uh, others would do gymnastics like me, whatever your sort of talent was. Mm-hmm. And I won it. It was great. You know, there was really good prizes. The, the main reason I wanted to enter it at that time was part of the prize was an audition with a top television show in South Africa. Ah. Which, yeah, which I really wanted to get. So I didn't even want I mean, not that I didn't want, I didn't even worry about the cash prizes or anything else that was going on. All I wanted was that audition. Right. Um, and what they did, they took, I think there was about 15 of us, the finalists, and they auditioned all of us for the show. And huh. it was up to, that, this was before the, the, the actual show was held, because they wanted to see who else was in the competition. So they didn't know who was going to win at that stage. Uh-huh. And already at that stage, they'd broken it down to three of us that they would like um, and then I happened to win. Uh, I met with the producer, and I explained to him, look, this is the direction I've been heading in. I've, I'm studying drama. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to act full-time. And I don't want to go onto the show just as a walk-on or a small one-day part. Um, so he said, fine, carry on with your, your drama, and your drama coach will let us know when you're ready to go onto the show. And uh-huh. I went up to the show for... Uh, about three months, I said to them, I'm not worried about the money. Pay me the minimum, but I want to be seen as much right. as possible. Right, exactly, the exposure. If I demanded a lot of money, they would have put me on one episode a week, which wasn't enough. So I ended up doing about three episodes a week on that show. And then after three months, they offered me a full, full-time contract, you know, and I became a permanent cast member and stayed on the show for six years. And that, wow. was, that was amazing, you know, that was really good. Just, you know, as an actor, you want to work every day. Wow. And so I worked every day, so that was my full-time job. It was really good really, really good training, and um, yeah, so that was the main reason I entered Mr. South Africa, so it was really good, so a lot of people remembered me, and they still remember me today, because of the television show, I didn't just fade into, fade to black, uh-huh. 
said that you uh, were a fan of the original uh, Stargate film. Are there any other science fiction genres that you are particularly attached to? You know what I enjoy? I'm actually enjoying, I've started watching the new Battlestar Galactica. Yes, show. very uh, good. I love, uh, I think it's Ed Olmos. Yes. Is his name. He's a great actor. I've always liked him as an actor. And I've watched a couple of episodes so far, and I think it's a great show. Yes. Um, I would love to get onto that show. <laughs> uh, I've never been a huge sci-fi fan, um, as far as, uh, you know, viewing them. But uh, I think it's a good show, and especially these days with the effects and the technical mm -hmm. side of it. It's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I enjoy. Even That's why I enjoy watching Stargate, and I will always watch myself when I'm on, because I enjoy seeing the technical side of it, the special effects, the camera work, the lighting, and all that kind of thing. And it's, it's, it's totally different, obviously, right. when you shoot it. Right. And so it's quite interesting as an actor to watch the, the end product. Right, exactly. And Sci-Fi just announced that they're doing a 20-episode second season. Yeah. So that's that's even, even better for you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. How did you prepare yourself to play a god? And how did you take that to the scenes that you were in? Um, you know, the first episodes I went into Stargate, I left it completely open. Sometimes as an actor, you've got to keep a completely open mind mm. and see where the character goes, because a lot of it is up to the writing. Mm. If the writing is good, it's going to take you to a certain place. So you can't sort of preconceive any ideas about what you would like, because it's also how it fits into the show. Mm -hmm. um, the first episodes I did when we had all the meetings and, you know, all the gods were in there. Summit. I could see the kind of attitudes as the gods coming through, and I didn't really want to be like that. I didn't want to act tough the whole time right. and never smile and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, I've always believed the best bad guy is the bad guy who smiles before he kills you. <laughs> that makes a very dangerous person. <laughs> so... You know, if you're in a room, uh, let's say, right in the beginning with the other guards, and everyone's trying to act tough, if you go the complete opposite way, mm -hmm. you know, this is just things as an actor that you think about and what you try to do, then you, you know, you stand out a little more, I think. Right. Um, so, I didn't really have any ideas going into it, I just saw where it would lead me and who I would be working with and the writing. And I must say, as far as reckoning, you know, I did watch it last night, and I thought that's definitely the best, uh, the best work so far oh, that yeah. I've been doing on Stargate, and next week is even better. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. A big purpose uh, behind the System Lord Summit in Season 5 was to unearth the threat of Anubis. Yeah. But also to find some new gold lords that worked really well. Right. What was it about your performance that you believe nailed you for this role? I mean, the voice is a killer, obviously, but uh, what, what else about your performance uh, nailed you for the part, do you think? I think it's very important as a system lord. I think the look is very important as well. Yes. And it's a look in the eyes. You know, television is very close up on you. Right. And it's uh, very personal. You're going into people's living rooms every night, so a lot of it is in the eyes. And um, I think that's what they, they liked about me is that I have a, a sort of an edge <laughs> as opposed to just being bad. Um, you know, in the, the episode of Reckoning last night, I think you could see that uh, I'm looking at Anubis as if he's, uh, he's not a threat to me at all. Right. Um, and I think that came across a little bit, which is, you know, I wanted that to come across. 
I don't think Mars full potential has been seen. You've never seen him kill anybody. Yeah, that's right.
what is your most poignant memory from the past three years of working on this show? Um, you know what? It's, it's really great to work on the show every time I go up there. Uh-huh. Um, as far as memories, you know what? I think the laugh that we've had. Uh-huh. Um, everyone is so relaxed when we film. And even on shooting on Reckoning, the one scene, if you remember, um, last night when I was waiting for O'Neill and he wasn't arriving. Yes. You know, we were waiting, and um, one of the three guys standing uh, down in the Stargate room was actually Peter Wood, one of the directors. Okay. Uh, and he's a very, very funny guy. He's a great guy. He directed me right in the beginning of Stargate for quite a few episodes, and he is just the funniest guy. And he just made me laugh. So while we were standing there, everything was action, everything was good. I would just burst out laughing at him. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that I love, and those are the kind of things that I remember in shows, because it eases a lot of tension. You know, there's a lot of dialogue. You are under a lot of pressure, uh, but that eases tension. So, you know, I'd, I'd say the, the laughs and the, the fun we've had, we've had a lot of fun on that show. And, you know, I hope there's more. Mm, definitely. And with season nine now announced, that's just... That's almost in the hole right there. Yeah. What did you think of Abyss when you first heard about it or got your first pages of it? Um, I loved it because I didn't. I don't think O'Neill has been tortured before. No, he hasn't. And you know, and I sort of found out a little bit of the background. You know, obviously I have to go into the background of what's gone on before I got there and who's done what to who and that kind of thing. So I was really excited to do that episode and to work directly one-on-one with, with O'Neill, with Richard. Um, mm. It was really great to work with him, and I was excited to do that episode simply because of the, there was a lot of effects in it, and it took a long time mm. to, to do that episode. Uh, I think I was up there for like two weeks just on the one episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was a lot of work, and um, he was great to work with. So, you know, I was, and after doing the previous episodes, which wasn't really much, it was more of just introducing Baal to the viewers. Yes. Um, that was the first good work, you know, that I was doing on the show, and uh, it was great, yeah. It's my understanding that Dan Shea stood in for a yeah. lot of Richard's time in the torture chamber. Is that true? Um, not actually Dan, his other stand-in. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember his name, unfortunately, he's a very nice guy. <laughs> uh, but yes, Richard, unfortunately, had to leave for some other work that he had, and he couldn't be there. Okay. Uh, so I'd say about 80% of that I shot with his stand-in. Really? Yeah, which uh, is very, very difficult in a way, because I'm, let's say they're shooting on me, and I'm working with an actor who's reading off a script. Right. Oh, yeah. not giving me anything. Right. And I have to come up with all the emotions and all the reactions when he's not giving me anything to react to. So it was a lot of pressure on me, and uh, everyone at the end of that episode actually, you know, congratulated me and said, good job, and they understand how hard it was. Uh, so there was a lot of pressure on me, and, you know, I'd be sitting in my hotel room thinking, man, how am I going to do this? How am I right. going to do this? Like, it's basically like working with the wall, mm-hmm. uh, not to be rude to the stand-in, but, you know, he'll understand how it is. It's, uh, you know, as an actor, acting is reacting. Exactly. You don't have somebody to react to. It's very hard to act. Standing in your own living room reading a script and trying to get all the emotions is just about uh-huh. impossible. Right. You have somebody 
you feel that Abyss might be your final performance? Uh, no, no. No. I felt that Reckoning might be my final import, uh, performance. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I knew in a way that everything was coming to a head. Uh-huh. And that's actually what I'd like to get 
like them either. Yeah, I don't want people to say, oh, kill Ball. He's horrible. He's not right. really bad. Right. You know? So, yeah, I'm very happy with it. And I did have a lot of input, and it was great that they, they let me play it to a degree that I wanted to play him. Yeah. Uh, last time we spoke, you said that you were pleased with Reckoning and that you injected a little bit of humanity into him. And I think I found a couple of, uh, of the moments. In part one, when you turn from Anubis and roll your eyes, yeah. that was a killer. Yeah. And in part two, when you ask, uh, when they ask if you know what you're doing with the weapon and you say, well, I'm a god. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Um, were there any other moments? Um, well, part two I haven't seen yet. Okay. It hasn't aired here. It's only airing next week. So I, I don't really remember too much about that. I'm remembering as it's going on. Um, but the main part, yeah, was in part one when I was with Anubis. And I think it came across that I, I, I was looking at him as, you know, I wasn't afraid of him. Mm-hmm. I could have killed him just as easily as he could have killed me. Yeah. But we chose not to. And um, I just wanted to come across that Ball has no fear of Anubis. Were you surprised to find him working for Anubis once again? Uh, I was. It was sort of. It, was, it felt pretty sudden because we'd had no interaction at all. Yeah. Well, Anubis had disappeared. Yeah. Dead. So right. I just think the way it happened was a little bit too sudden. Uh, there was no sort of background to it about how we got together again. How did we find each other or that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, but it was strange. As you know, I, 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 Ball hasn't been with Anubis before. Right. Um, physically. Um, right. You know, yes. They've spoken about it, maybe. But, um, but it was pretty cool to do it because I think it also came across that it was just carrying on. It was, okay, well, he's back now, so let's see what he wants. Mm. You know, and then he's getting a new body, and uh, he's going to be all big and strong and powerful again. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty cool because I thought there were two huge egos <laughs> because Ball has a huge ego and so does Anubis. Right. And they both think that they're the supreme being. Um, and I just hope that it works out that Ball is the supreme being. I, uh, I've i never been able to picture Ball as a yes man. Uh, did you? What did you believe happened that made Ball submissive? Did Anubis offer him an ultimatum after taking over his fleet? Or where did that come from? You know what? The reason why Ball was like that is because he's, he has his own ag- uh, agenda okay, and he has to do to a certain degree what Anubis wants because he doesn't want Anubis to suspect that he's trying to take over everything and he didn't want to clash with Anubis so he is in a way that's why he would listen to Anubis and he, Anubis would say wipe them out and he with a half smile say okay mm-hmm. yes you know and that's when I turned and rolled my eyes a little bit it's like yeah right <laughs> I'm really going to listen to what you got to say. And then I'd run to O'Neill and say, listen, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Guess who's back in town? Let's sort it out. Right. Um, so I think that came across because that had to come across because even when we were on 
So he's kind of biding, abiding his time until the right time where he can squash it. Yeah. Was it always the plan for Ball to escape at the end of Reckoning, or was there a time when he was going to be destroyed? There was a point when the Riders were going to kill him off. There was? Yeah, there was. Okay. Um, the reason why they didn't kill him off, I'm not exactly sure. I can only think that they have future plans, you know, for season nine, uh, different storylines. Uh-huh. And I think they realize that Baal is quite a, a popular character. So right. So why kill him off? Right. Um, even though they, I think they're going to be introducing some more bad guys, uh, it's taken a long time for Baal to get to the stage he's got to, and it's a bit of a waste of a, a character just to kill him off like that. Right. Even though it is sci-fi and he could come back as something else. But yeah, there was a point that they did kill him off and it was all rewritten because it was just, this didn't make sense to them. Okay, good. Yeah, I think we had like three or four rewrites on that script. Wow. Okay. What are your feelings for season nine? Uh, you know, at the moment I actually have no idea. <laughs> um, I don't know when I'm going back yet. I haven't been uh, told anything. Okay. And I just hope there's space, you know, for Ball in season nine. And uh, that's up to the viewers. Please tell them. You know, tell them you want to see Ball. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I can't really say anything about that because I really don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping to go back. I love working on the show. And oh, go. sure. If it happens to be the last season, I'd like to be there for the last season. Do you look forward to exploring the relationship that is developed between Ball and Anubis? Yes. Or do you yeah, think I think it's very powerful. Uh, the scenes that were in Reckoning Part 1 last night when Anubis and Ball were together, mm-hmm. I think we're very good. And I think there was a lot of mystery around it because they two uh, foes, and they could both kill each other very easily. Yes. And they didn't. And I think there's a big reason why they didn't. So I hope that reason comes out. Okay. Yeah. Right. In the scope of the entire series, is there anything about the character you wish could have changed, or you wish was done differently, or do you think it has come? right where it should be? No, I think it's right where it should be. I think nothing else should have been different. Um, I did suggest to them once once that I think Baal would be, we should have some kind of love scene. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between and who? I actually suggested to them, why doesn't Baal have a love scene with Osiris? <laughs> oh. like, well, Cliff, write it, and let's see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever, if you ever saw Species, the movie. Yes. When there was a love scene between the two entities, they turned into what they really are. Oh, wow. That's right. And, and that, to me, that scene was such an amazing scene because there was these, these two alien beings making love in this weird way. They were like these huge snakes or whatever they were. Yeah. And I just thought if that could happen on Stargate between Baal and Osiris, <laughs> even though it's not, there's no male and female, that's what would make it so interesting. Right. Exactly. Uh, we would both just be these asexual beings in some kind of love scene. Ah. Uh, even though she looks like a female and Baal looks like a male. Right. We're both the same inside. So I just thought that was interesting. So they just said to me, well, write it and uh, let's see, which I never did. <laughs> well, uh, supposedly Osiris is dead. Yeah. Um, but that would be a definitely in- an interesting story because uh, maybe, maybe Baal has a thing for Osiris' host. I think so. Because if you remember with the, the scenes with Osiris, Ball, and I also played it as, you know, she's a very striking woman. She's yes. 
walk. She's got a great body and she's very sexy. And I played it in a way that there was some kind of attraction. <laughs> He's and taken with it. If they could carry that, carry that through to something else, I would have been happy. Right. I think it just would have been a different spin on everything. I don't right. think they've ever had that in Stargate. Right. Right. So. Yeah, that would definitely be an interesting direction to go yeah, in. Yeah, so I, I thought I'd plant the seed and see where it goes. Tell us about your first convention experience. Uh, Germany. Yes. Germany was great. You know, in South Africa, I used to do a lot of appearances and a lot of judging. So I'm, I'm used to arriving, you know, with a lot of people. And generally, the show we were doing in South Africa as well, <coughs> we would do what we call the road show. We would travel around the country, ah. all 20, all 15 or 20 cast members, and base a show on a fashion show. Ah. So we would ha have them in huge, uh, like a football stadium. Oh, and wow. we'd have 20, 30,000 people there. That when we walked out on the stage, you couldn't even talk to each other on the stage. Right. Screaming and all of that. So I'd experienced that, and that was amazing. But the convention is a different type of thing because you're getting people who are, who are fans of science fiction. And um, it was a very different experience in the way of the people were really interested in, in what you had to say. Yes. And uh, and see you as as the real person um, because it's science fiction is, is fantasy, uh -huh. whereas the show in South Africa I was playing was real life. So I was basically playing myself. Right. Whereas here I'm, I'm playing a character that's totally different. And it was very interesting. You know, I love talking to the to the fans there when we do the panel discussion. They had some very interesting questions. Um, what did you get asked? Anything that sticks out? You know what, people, a lot of the stuff people wanted to know mostly was, was what kind of things I enjoy to watch. Mm. Um, and also things like exactly what you've been asking me, what it feels like to play, to play a bad guy on the show. Um, but the people there were really cool. You know, on the Sunday, which really struck me quite a lot, there was a couple of the girls came up to get some autographs and they were crying. Really? And I was like, wow, you know, what's wrong? Are you okay? And they're like, yeah, we said that today's the last day and you're going to go. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, I couldn't even, I just felt so bad um, for them because I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, right. You know, that was that made quite an impact on me that people are so, uh, not really dedicated to you, but so supportive of what you do. Yeah, they care that much about your work. Yeah, yeah, and that, as an actor, it's so important because without the viewers, right, we we wouldn't have a job. Right. As an actor, you need to have people watching you. If you don't have people watching you, you're not an actor. Right. Exactly. Uh, so that's very very important. So it was an amazing experience from that point of view, and uh, I know there's a lot of, you know, I've had quite a few letters from London that people want to see me in London. So I'm really hoping I can get to, to the UK and you know to as many conventions as possible. And that also just depends, you know, on the on the people who are, are watching the show. The more they right. ask for a character, that's basically how the conventions are working. You know, if people want to see someone, uh, right. then they'll try and get that person there. I always think it's good because I think at a lot of the conventions, there's never the bad guy. <laughs> and I always think it's nice to have the good guys, but also have the bad guys. Exactly. You know, it makes it complete. So, yeah, hopefully I can get some more. Great. Very cool. Well, Cliff, best wishes. Um, Thank you. For season nine, this is, I, I can't wait. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, me too. And uh, just keep watching. You know, it's a great show, and um, I hope I'll be back. And, you know, I want to thank everybody again for, 
for watching and being so supportive of me and also has, you know the viewers help the character get to where he is as well we get yes. a lot of feedback and it helps us as an actor you yes. know we want to give people what they want to see gateworld.net your complete guide to stargate